Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday sermon was given by guest speaker, Reverend Mike Miller. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, which you will find in the New Testament section of our Pew Bibles on page 55 or on the screen. Please join me in prayer. Almighty God, as we hear your word read and proclaimed, may it not return to you empty. May it accomplish that which you purpose. May it succeed in the thing for which you sent it. Open our ears and hearts to your word, that we may live as your children and heirs. Amen. We are all familiar with the first part of Luke 2. We're familiar with this too. We'll begin at verse 8. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Well, 
In a few hours, it'll be a new year. Wow, there's no excitement for the new year. Am I the only one excited about the new year? <laughs> 2023 must have been great for you guys. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be with you today, and I'm, I'm glad that Tassie invited me to come and to share with you on, on this day, the last day of the year. And, and as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about endings and beginnings. That's our message today, endings and beginnings. So in our lives, we all go through these transitions, these moments of time when things change. And we have things that come to an end and new things that start. And there is, there is a mourning sometimes of what we've lost, but there's also an excitement of what we're about to gain, what's, what is to come. This past Friday night, I had a great opportunity to take my son to see the Harlem Globetrotters, all right? So if you've ever seen the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, you know, you know they do the tricks and all the other things, and my son was watching them, and he said, wow, they're defying gravity. He was so excited because this was something new, and he's into basketball now. So he's learning how to play basketball, and he's watching this, and he's just having a great time. He's really enjoying himself. And as I'm watching the, the team, I'm realizing that I have aged. <laughs> I remember I was around his age when I saw Meadowlark Lemon and Curly out there on the court doing all the tricks and the, and, and the water and, and the confetti. I remember all of that stuff. And he got to experience it with a new group. Hammer now was the new metal arc lemon. <laughs> Walking up and down the court, taking breaks and cracking jokes. There's something that was wonderful about it and exciting about it, but it was also something that I, I realized that, wow, there's an era that has passed and there's a new era that is coming. You know, a lot of us, a lot of us sometimes fear the new things, but the new things can sometimes be some of the best things in our lives some of the best blessings that are yet to come. So when we talk about this passage of Scripture and we look at what happens with, with Mary, Mary is going through a transition of endings and beginnings. I want you to think about this. Mary is around 13 years old. And here God comes to her and says that, you know, you're going to have my son. Now, she's a virgin, She's betrothed. She's supposed to be getting married to Joseph. And Joseph, in this time period between the time that she finds this out and the time that Jesus is born, she goes through a major transition in her life. First of all, Joseph is pondering, should he even be bothered with her? Because, you know, she's having, she's having a child that's not his. How is this thing going to play out? Then she's also going through the whole thing about what does this mean for me? What does this mean that I'm carrying God's child? So all of these things are happening in her life, and she's going through all of these emotions that are so much more than, than what you have when you're just pregnant. And for all of the ladies, you know, who've been pregnant, you know there's a lot of emotions that you go through. For all of the husbands and fathers that have been with the ladies who have been pregnant, you know there's a lot of emotions they go through. <laughs> You've experienced that. But here's, here's what happens. For her, now Jesus is born. 
All of the things that she's been through this past year, all of the things that she's gone through have now come to an end. Now there's a new beginning that's ahead of her. Now there's a new transition that's taking place in her life. Now something is going to be very different. And she has to embrace what is about to happen. And I'm going to come back to this, but the, the key part of this here is this ending part where she reflects on all of these things after the shepherds come. She reflects on all of these things and she begins to ponder what this means in her heart. Do we take the time to ponder what's happened in our lives and what this means for our future? Do we take that time? Do we take that opportunity to reflect on all of the things that we've been through, all of the experiences that we've had, and how they have led us to a certain point in time, how they have led us to this moment? You see, when you're going through something, you don't often see everything the way everybody else does. See, the people on the outside, they see what you're going through. They know what you're going through. They know what you are experiencing because they're watching you go through it in real time. But when you are in the fire, when the fire is all around you and it's burning, you don't see the path how to get out. But the person who is watching from a distance says, you know, if they just turn left, they'd make it out of that fire. But all you can see are the flames. All Mary saw was what was happening to her in the moment that she was living in. Sometimes the moment that we're living in engulfs us in such a way that we're not paying attention. We're not looking from that high level. We're looking from the lower level. We're, we're in the forest and trying to find our way out. I was told a few years ago that if you really want to be a good leader, you can't always be on the ground. If you want to be a good leader, you have to look at a high level. You have to be looking at what is happening all around, not just what's happening where you are. You have to be paying attention to the things that are yet to come, not just the things that are happening right now. Most of us are living in the here and now. We're not looking at the future. I believe the statistics are that 80% of the people in the United States live paycheck to paycheck. And so that means that they are not looking at the future. They're looking at the here and now. How do I make it today? How do I survive in this moment? How do I live right here, right now? They're not thinking about planning for the future. And so when we look at our future, when we are looking at what lies ahead of us, then we are actually saying, okay, what is the new beginning that is there for me? God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Are we looking at the hope and the future or are we looking at just the here and now? See, there are some good things to come. There are some great things to come. If you've heard the story of Jacob and, 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 and Esau, you know that in that story, what happens is that uh, Jacob is, is, is not the nicest guy starting out. He steals everything his brother has, and then his brother gets to the point where he says, you know what, I've had enough, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him, and he literally pursues him to kill him. But here's what happens, is that when 
Jacob gets to the point where he realizes, I need to be reunited with my brother. When he gets to that point and he knows that, that, that the life that he has had has come to an end and it's time to walk into this new beginning, he goes to God. And when he goes to God, he goes to God because he wants God to bless him. And so the angel of the Lord meets him in the night and he wrestles with him. He wrestles with him and he says, let me go, let me go, let me go. And he won't let him go. He said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. He's looking at a future that lies ahead. He's looking at a new beginning and he won't let him go. And the angel of the Lord touches him in his hip. And suddenly he has this limp. This limp represents something. This limp represents that the old stuff is gone and the new stuff is coming. And this limp is something that lets him know that he has a new beginning. Some of us need a limp like that. Some of us need a limp like that to know that God has something great and wonderful planned for us, that there's something good that is going to happen. I've been through a lot of transition in the, in the last year. And through that transition that I've been through, I've had an opportunity in the second half of the year to really ponder what God has done. I had an opportunity to sit down with some of my leaders and some friends and I had an opportunity to sit down with people that were looking at things at a high level because I was in the midst of the fire. And what they began to share with me was that what's happening now is what God has planned. What's happening now is what God foresaw was going to take place. And what's happening now is you have been prepared for this moment and this time. Now, I want, I want to go back into what's happening with Mary. Mary was chosen by God. She was chosen specifically by God because God knew that Mary could handle it. I want you to, I want you to think about that. God knew that Mary could handle it. God will not put more on you than you can bear. God knew that Mary could handle it. God knows that whatever you're going through, you can handle it because God is there with you. God's promise to us is that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And so God has prepared you for such a time as this. God has prepared you for this moment. So if you're going through a transition, if you're getting ready for the new things of 2024 with excitement and anticipation, guess what? God has already prepared the way for you. He's gone ahead of you. Now, now here's, here's something that I think is, is also key and critical to understanding this passage of Scripture. Is that the angels come and they celebrate with these shepherds. And they tell these shepherds what's happened. They tell these shepherds where to go. They tell the shepherds about the birth of the Lord Jesus. They tell the shepherds all of these things. Again, remember this, Mary is in this. She's living this. She's giving birth. She didn't give birth in a nice, nice sanitary place. She gave birth and laid him in the feeding trough for the animals. Is that where you want to lay your baby? Okay? So here, what we see is the shepherds go to her, and they're seeing things on a higher level. They go to her and they talk to her. And they share with her everything 
that was shared with them, and it's exactly as it was told to them. Now, she's listening to them talk. What she begins to realize is God is not just working with her. God is working over here. God is working over there. Her story is told before, before she even tells her story. Someone else knows about what's going on. Someone else is seeing what's happening. Someone else is hearing the story. And then when they get to her, when they get to her, suddenly she's like, the world knows about me? The world knows about what I've gone through? Wait a minute. God is bigger than me. I was sharing this with some people a while ago, one of the biggest mistakes that we made in, in, in the church, and this was really more in the 90s, what we said was this. We said, started talking about the personal Jesus. And, you know, you know, we want everybody to understand that Jesus was for you and Jesus was your, you know, your Jesus. And we talked about this personal Jesus. And then we started talking more and more about how we wanted people in church to take ownership in the church. And so they were almost like stock, stock brokers, you know, that they were buying stock in the church. And so you had a role in the membership of the church. But what happened here was the mistake that we made was that we didn't, we didn't pay attention that God is everywhere, that Jesus Christ died once for all, that, that this story is not just my story. This story is the story of God. And in each and every one of us, we have a part of the story of God. And God is sharing our story with somebody else. And somebody else is coming to us, hearing about our story, knowing about what we've been through before we've even told them. Why? Because we are connected in the Spirit. And what God does is God interweaves our stories together to bring us the full story of God. And so these shepherds that they don't know Mary, they don't know Joseph, they've never met them before. But when they go and they see this, they begin to give praise. Why do they praise? They praise because God has revealed something to them. And in that there's an excitement, there's an excitement that fills their hearts that brings them to a place of praise because an era is ending. They have been waiting for the Messiah. They have been waiting. They've been waiting for the one that's going to redeem Israel. They've been waiting for the one that's going to redeem them as a people. But God has a plan that is so much bigger God has a plan that is so much greater. God did not send Jesus just to redeem a people. God sent Jesus to redeem all of humanity. In other words, each and every one of us. We are all a part of this story. Now that brings us to a place where we want to give praise. That brings us to a turning point. That brings us to this, this midpoint where something is ending and something is beginning. Now, let me, let me share this with you. When, when I was growing up, we always talked about B.C. and, and, and A.D., okay? We, you know, before Christ and in the year, the year of our Lord, A.D., and so what that meant, what that meant was the turning point in history was Jesus, 
Now they changed it to before common, before common Era and Common Era because they didn't want the religious plurality of all of this stuff. And so they started to move away from that. But even still, with the change, it starts first with there's a turning point of an ending of an era once Jesus is born and the beginning of something new. Now I want you to think about that. This is how the world was divided in time. There is an excitement that happened when Jesus came on the scene. There's an excitement that happened that let us know something different was going to happen. There's an excitement that happened that showed that God had done something great and wonderful in this world for each and every one of us. Now, here's what I want to put to you, is that we are transitioning from 2023 in a few hours to 2024. There are things that we have experienced this past year that have been good things and some that have been bad things. But guess what? God has some great and wonderful things planned for us in the future. But if we hold on to all the bad things and we decide we want to stay in 2023, we can never embrace the blessings that God has for us in 2024. You see, if, if the shepherds were filled with doubt, if the shepherds were filled with, you know what, I, we don't want to see this. We, we're not ready for this. Then they would have stayed in the place and they would have never met with Mary and Joseph and they never would have seen Jesus. But when they embraced what God had, had brought to them and they walked into that new thing and they saw it for themselves, they saw the blessings that God had brought to all of humanity. They got to see it for themselves. Sometimes we have to let go of things and say goodbye to some things so that we can say hello to some other things. It's hard for some of us. It's hard for some of us because there are moments and times in our lives where we just really don't want to let go. Have you ever had that? Where there's something that you don't want to let go of? That you're willing to say, oh, I'll let go of all of this, but I'm going to hold on to this one little thing. Well, guess what? In the story of Lot and his family, when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed, they were told to flee. And they were told to flee and not look back. So they go and they flee, and Lot's wife looks back. When she looks back, she turns to a pillar of salt. Now, a lot of us like to focus on the fact that, wow, she turned to a pillar of salt. The bigger point is she couldn't go into the future with them. She couldn't go in the future with them because she wasn't willing to let go and say goodbye to the past and hello to the future. So my question to you, what is it that you have to let go of from 2023 to embrace what God has for you in 2024? What are the things that, that you have, you've been harboring and you've been holding on to? What are the pains? What are, what are the, the, the angers, the, the hurts, all these wounds and different things that you've held on to in 2023 that you need to release so that you can celebrate 2024? Maybe it's a family issue. Maybe it's a personal thing. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe there are things that have been going on in your life with, with friends, with family, different relationships that you've had, maybe a job that, you, that, you're, that you're working on, and you're like, I have to let go of this. 
See, the cool thing about the birth of Jesus is Jesus comes onto the scene and in three decades, he finds himself at the cross and he gives his life to take away the sins of all humanity. In other words, he becomes the sacrifice for all of us. And scripture tells us that if the son has set you free, you're free indeed. How many of us have not experienced true freedom? How many of us have created our own place of bondage? How many of us have been living in the fire so long that we have not stopped to stand back and look at what's going on all around us? So this year, I had an opportunity after, you know, I went through all the stages of grief, because, you know, you go through stages of grief when, when you're having to let go of things. You go through stages of grief. And I went through all these stages of grief, and I went through all of the stuff, all, all the textbook stuff, and I got to a certain point. And at this point, one of my leaders said to me, Pastor Mike, how are you doing? And it wasn't just, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? It was, how are you doing? I know what we've been through together. I know what's been happening. I know everything, and I just want to know, how are you doing? And I responded, I don't know. I want you to think about that. I said, I don't know. I don't know, and I told, I told her, I don't know because I've been living in this. And my leadership said, it's time to step back from this and look at what's out there. And look and see what God is doing and what God has done. Pay attention to all of these things. And the more I paid attention to these things, I started to walk and let go of the past and move into the future that God has. And as I moved into that future, I started to experience blessings that I did not know were there waiting for me. Now, here's the thing. You have to get to the point where you're ready to say goodbye and let go. The reason being is if you're not ready to let go, you can't fully receive what is before you. Has anybody had an old car? An old car that you, that you love that you don't want to let go of? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I had that car. <laughs> I, had a, I had a 2001 Camry. As a matter of fact, when I was working here on staff of the church, that's when I bought that car. Kept that car for 13 years. I changed the alternator. I fixed everything on the car. I was working on the radiator. My wife said, you got to let this thing go. I said, but it's a V6 and it still rides like new. Okay. All right, that was my imagination. <laughs> but I didn't want to let it go. So... What happened was we had to go to the dealership and, and we were looking at new cars and we had two cars. One car I had bought for my wife and I had my 01 Camry with the sunroof top. I'm not going to do the gangster lean. Okay, but <laughs> it, was, it was nice. And I get there and uh, they say, well, do you have a trade-in? I say, yeah, we have a trade-in. It's my wife's car. <laughs> 
My wife said, we have two trade-ins. <laughs> I didn't want to let it go. But I let it go. And while I love that V6, we ended up with a hybrid. I do a lot of driving. And guess what? I saved a lot of money on gas when I switched over to that new car. And once I embraced that new future, the next car that we got was a hybrid where I got even better mileage. I walked into the future. And now when I look at cars and I'm looking at another car now and I'm like, wow, you know what? 23 miles to the gallon? Are you kidding me? I get like 40 something. I can't do this. But embracing that future, you find your blessings. Embracing that future you, and letting go, you find that, wow, there's so much more that lies ahead. So when Mary is sitting there pondering and she's sitting there focusing on all of the stuff that's happened, she's letting go. Because she realizes something that a lot of us, when we are in it, don't pay attention to. But when we step back, we realize God has been in control this whole time. And if only I release and let go and allow God to lead and guide me where I need to be, here's the secret. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be good. I don't have to worry anymore. I don't have to sit there and stress out anymore because God knew that this was the moment, this was the time. And every experience that you've had in your life has led you to this moment and to this time. Everything that you've gone through, every experience that you've had has built upon each of those experiences to lead you to this moment that God has for you. There are challenges that you will face that last year you didn't know that you'd be able to take these challenges and, and face them head on. Now you can because you release these things of the past and you're allowing God to strengthen you and to walk with you. There are people who have told me, you're a lot stronger than you think you are. Well, guess what? You're a lot stronger than you think you are because God is with you. And if God is all-knowing and God is all-powerful and we believe this, then we know we are not alone. So as we prepare to go into the new year, I want you to ponder some things in your heart. I want you to ponder all the good things that God has done in your life. I want you to ponder the blessings that you've had and the blessings you've experienced. I want you to ponder what these mean for you, not just now, but what they mean for you for your future as you embrace 2024. So take one moment. I'm going to take one minute here. I want you to take a moment. I'm going to be silent. I know I preach and I talk a lot. <laughs> but I'm going to be silent and I want you to think about how God has blessed you this past year, what things you need to let go of and release so that you can walk into the freedom that God has given you into 2024. Let's take a moment and then I'm going to close this out. God is a good God. God is a loving and merciful God is a God that walks with us. Even when we don't know God is there, God is present. So close out, I want to share this, this story with you because it's a powerful story, but it's a story that we are in the midst of right now with Next Ministries. 
So we partner with some schools. And with these schools that we partner with, one of the things that we do is we, you know, if there's a need that a family has, we, we try to work to meet that need. So I was talking with the principal, Principal Robbins, and we were meeting with him because we're starting this new thing called the Care Portal. And this Care Portal allows the social worker at the local schools to put in a need that a family has and to be able to send it directly to Next Ministries. We have a point person that receives that, and within 48 to 72 hours, we let them know if we can meet that need. Well, as, we were, as I was meeting with the, the principal, uh, we started talking about, hey, there may be a need for a bed, there may be a need for furniture, a myriad of needs, food, whatever it is. And so we've been building these partnerships so that we can meet some of these needs. The very next day, he calls me up and says, Pastor Mike, can you come by? Uh, I have a situation with a family that needs a bed. And I go, and what we find out is that this family, whose story we have been sharing the last um, couple of weeks, the mother suffered a massive stroke about eight months ago as they were moving into their apartment. And so they had nothing, no furniture, nothing in the apartment. Young man who's in his early 20s her son finds himself in a situation where he has to take care of his 16-year-old sister and his six- and seven-year-old brothers. Suddenly, he's propelled into being the man of the house and taking care of the family as the head of household and taking care of his mother, who's in rehab. And so, as he's going through this, he thought that he was alone until the grandmother called the principal and told her that they're in some serious need. And so when I talked to the principal, we set up to meet with this young man, and we met with him, and we had a conversation with him, and we're so impressed with this young man who made a decision that he had to do whatever it took to take care of his family and to keep them together. And in this, we saw someone who was working a night job so that he can make sure that his brothers and his sister had what they needed. He was sleeping on the floor. And over a few months, he was able to get a bed for his, for his brother, a bed for his other brother, and he kept working until he was able to provide for them. He still doesn't have a bed. We made sure that they had some food over the holiday season, and, and we started working with him and started helping him and talking to him. And here's the thing. He didn't know to ask for help. And more importantly, he didn't know that anybody cared. Now, here's the thing that really got me was that during this time period of these past few weeks, so many people said, what can we do to help? How can we provide something? And so this week we're organizing to, to take some furniture that people are donating and take some things to this family and to help them through as they go through this transition. He said to me, Pastor Mike, where is your church? Because I want to know why people would do something like this. People that didn't know him, but they heard his story people that didn't know what he had gone through, 
but they heard his story. And they came together, people who don't know this young man, and said, what can we do? And volunteered to help him. See, when we open ourselves up and release the things of the past, See, he was holding on to a lot of things that people don't care, people are mean, people, you know, people are going to try to take my brother and sister away. And all of a sudden, he found a support system because God was already working on his behalf. God is already working on your behalf. So as you have pondered these things of the blessings and you're looking at the future, I want you to embrace this future. I want you to walk towards this future. I want you to run towards this future because God has something great and wonderful for you. Be like Mary. Ponder these things because something good is about to happen. Amen.